0: This is My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on vSEN, the sports betting network.
3: We're up and running here on a Tuesday from Circus Sportsbook in downtown Las Vegas. Stormy Tony with you. This is my guys in the desert for the next hour here on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. A great show ahead today. Obviously, we've got to be talking NCAA tournament. We're going to do our best to preview some of the most notable games with the Sweet 16 approaching. Johnny Avello of DraftKings um, will also give us the books perspective, take us behind the counter on what have been record breaking numbers from the opening weekend, the first two rounds, and now going into the Sweet 16, which teams they've got the most liability on. You know we like to know those numbers. Uh, John Fanta also, who does a great job covering the Big East, very in tune with college basketball, will be with us at the end of the hour for his best bets of the tournament. And Ariel Epstein, we've got a four-game card in the NBA today, so she'll give us her leans and bets for each game coming up. But let's get the show started talking NFL. We got a lot of news with our top five, and we're going to get into some props that you might have a little bit of interest in. So let's get things started with our top five. Number one, running back Leonard Fournette re-signing with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He's got a three-year, $21 million deal, 11 of it guaranteed. The deal coming just one day after Fournette was visiting the New England Patriots. But we know the crowded backfield they have there in New England. No surprise, the trip to Foxborough ended up like more of a leverage play to the buck, coax the Bucs into this offer. He was averaging a career best four and a half yards per carry and ranked sixth among NFL running backs with yards. Yards per scrimmage last year. Prior to that hamstring injury he had week 15. He did ultimately come back for their final game of the postseason against the Rams. We know how that one ended up, uh, but Tom Brady announcing his return to Tampa. He's getting the gang back together for net playoff. Lenny made a lot of sense for both parties to have him back. The Bucks are a huge minus 280 favorite in that rough NFC South. It, uh, it's pretty much Bucks or bust. It looks like they're plus 350. Also the favorite in the NFC and plus 750 Super Bowl odds second only to the Buffalo Bills, who are your odds-on favorite. Number two, keeping it in the NFL, the Minnesota Vikings signed edge rusher Zadarius Smith, formerly of the Packers, to a three-year deal, $42 million. It initially looked like Smith was headed over to the Ravens on a four-year deal, but decided to back out of that one. This contract clearly explains why. Smith was limited to just 18 snaps last season due to a back injury, but he logged 26 sacks combined in the 2019-2020 seasons. The Vikings paid Daniil Hunter's roster, bonus over the weekend as well seemingly locking him into the team so a dangerous pass russian duo no doubt for minnesota their odds uh, a little hit and miss here in the NFC North, plus 275, 16 to 1 to win the NFC, and a longer shot at 40 to 1 to win next year's Super Bowl. Now, while a lot of NFL quarterbacks have settled in their new or even old homes. The 49ers quarterback situation still remains in question. NBC Sports' Matt Mayoko said he's not sure anybody knows if Trey Lance is ready to start for the 49ers in 2022. Myself included there, Matt, thank you. He added the team believes Lance will be ready when he's called on. As the starter but that could be this year or next year 49ers general manager John Lynch said this month Lance says quote everything they thought he was when they traded a lot to get him and more and they did trade more by the way countering reports though that Kyle Shanahan has been pretty wary of trading Jimmy Garoppolo and rolling with Lance as the Niners starter this year Mike Florio of Pro Football Talk also said that the 49ers GM is telling interested teams that they have an offer of two second rounders for Garoppolo on the table very interesting got some strategy Going. Uh, the 49ers are plus 180 in the ever competitive NFC West, plus 700 in the NFC. 15 1 to win next year's Super Bowl. And it seems like the only piece they're really missing is that. Very important position, the quarterback position. So we'll see what ends up happening there, if they can get it settled. Number four, there's reportedly still no timetable for Ben Simmons to make his Brooklyn Nets debut. Remember that huge trade a month ago? James Harden's already played 11 games for the Sixers, while Simmons, the Nets' prize in return, nowhere near playing, according to Brooklyn head coach Steve Nash. Simmons has a herniated disc in his back. They've pushed his targeted date from March 18th, a few days ago, to now unknown. The Nets have 10 games left before the postseason begins. They're currently in the play-in tournament with the eight seed in the East. They are a plus 250 odds-on favorite to win the East and be the Eastern Conference representative in the NBA Finals, plus 475 to win the title this year, second only to the Suns. Obviously hoping to get Simmons, Kyrie, and KD all on the court at the same time together. Last one here, Phil Mickelson. Still appears to be on hiatus after his controversial comments about the Saudi Golf League back in February. The three-times Masters champion will not be in the field for this year's 2022 tournament. Though the news cycles moved on from his comments, the sport clearly has not, at least not yet. This will be the first time Mickelson has missed the event at Augusta National since 1994. It would have been his 30th start. As you see there on the odds board, plus 750, John Rom, your odds-on favorite. Also notable, you see a little asterisk there on the bottom 40 to 1 odds. Tiger Woods odds are out there. A five time Masters champion himself most recently winning it back in 2019. It is not official whether or not he'll play yet. He's not listed. They have they have the the list of invitees out there and he's not listed on the past champions to play or the past champions to not play list. So we will. Keep you updated there. See if he feels good enough after that. Obviously, really rough leg injury to compete in this year's Masters. Like I said, we were going to get into some NFL props here. And my wonderful producer, Stephanie Kamershack, found some with Notable players who have swapped squads or some that have stayed as well here and seeing which overs we're into in this one. So a little prop spotlight here, and we're going to start with the Colts quarterback, Matt Ryan. It's still weird. I think that's going to be a really weird thing. The first time we see him in that Colts uniform, it just feels wrong, but looking into some numbers here, his prop is set at 25 and a half passing touchdowns, 4,050 and a half passing yards last year. Matt Ryan had 3,968 pass yards, but prior to that hadn't gone under this posted total since 2011 at 4,516 games in 2020, 4,415 games in 2019, 4,900 in 2019. So uh, I like the over on the surface here. It seems like he does that more often than not. Matt Ryan moving to a team that's very steady to contend, just hasn't had a quarterback. And you look at the last handful of years since 2018, Andrew Locke, Jacoby Brissett, Phillip Rivers, Carson Wentz, and now Ryan, he's at least going to be a steady presence for this team in terms of what he brings, a former NFL MVP and somebody that can kind of hold on while they figure out who their young franchise quarterback of the future is going to be. And I think that he's still got the juice to have a productive year. So um, I do think he's going to have a massive upgrade up front. You're going from a very depleted offensive line in Atlanta to one of the best in the NFL. Michael Pittman Jr. is definitely going to benefit from Ryan. We know the relationship he had um, with Julio Jones back in the day. See what kind of connection. Connection that the two of them can put together and we, Jonathan Taylor is gonna snap up a lot of these touchdowns so with regards to his touchdown prop let's see here Jonathan Taylor had 18 on the ground last year went still through for 27 though um, I do prefer the yards prop to the passing uh, to the passing touchdown prop for Ryan um, I will say that he's gone over more often than not in his career I, I could maybe see him doing again but 26 26 the two years prior I feel like is a little on the nose here with the 25 and a half. So another one the the his replacement in Atlanta as we move forward Marcus Mariota uh his prop is set at 18 passing touchdowns 3450 and a half yards. Ryan had 20 like I said this past year um in Marcus Mariota's prop yeah like I said set at 18 These aren't props I have any interest in. (laughs) I don't know if you guys do, but I have no clue what we're going to get with Mariota or how he's going to fit in, especially on a team without Calvin Ridley all year. His best career season was back in 2016 with the Titans when he threw for 26 touchdowns and nine picks. But outside of that, his rookie season, he threw for 19 years of 13, 11. He now comes to Atlanta where, like I said, bad offensive line. He was Derek Carr's backup in Vegas. The last two years where he threw all of 30 attempts. So What are we going to get? I have no idea. Staying away. Where I'm not staying away, Tom Brady props just give me all of the Brady touchdown overs um, especially with 17 games both of his seasons with the Bucs, he has been a stat monster this past year 40 touchdowns 12 interceptions led the NFL with 5,316 passing yards oh and by the way a 67.45 5 completion percentage year before that 40 and 12 uh, had 4,633 passing yards and that's more the realm I would expect from the yards angle the um, the number just seems right on there. With Brady, it's crazy though, because it's not father time catching up. It's like better with time, Tom. We're already seeing, like I said off the top, some of those free agent deals with him re signing to play another year. Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, Leonard Fournette. Gronk hasn't re-signed, but he's gonna. We all saw the video of him, I don't know if he was at a car place. Get an oil change i don't know where he was but we all saw the video and it sounds like he wants to come back Devonte adams another prop we're looking at here 10 receiving touchdowns is where that number is set at 1300 and a half receiving yards he had 10 or more receiving touchdowns five of the last six seasons the number is juiced to the over for a reason also had 1375 pass receiving Yards in three of the last four. I do prefer the yards prop here. Um, I know he's not going to have Aaron Rodgers, but he's going to have his bestie, Derek Carr, who actually threw 700 more yards than Rodgers during the regular season. And what Vegas has been missing, I feel like, is that deep threat receiver. Adams can be that for you. I like the over on the yards. The touchdown's a little less in love with, but if they get that Fresno connection, baby, leave it to Adams. And last one, because Stephanie is married to a big Titans fan. Let's take a look at Robert Woods. Uh, coming over from the Rams, last season played just nine games after suffering the torn ACL uh, in practice week 10. Still so rough to think about. But he goes over to Tennessee after they moved on from Julio Jones. So what will his role be? They're looking for that compliment to A.J. Brown and trying to enhance the pass game. His receiving touchdowns number set at five and a half. Um I don't know. Again, it feels pretty on the nose. Robert Woods is going to do a lot for this offense, but it's the Derrick Henry show with the splash of Brian- Brown. It's a pretty tried and true offensive approach. Austin Hooper, also a new audition, going to upgrade the tight end position. So the touches, the target potential, I feel like it's going to be a little bit more limited for Woods. So I would just avoid those or just be hesitant if you want to bet overs on those well when we come back here on my guys in the desert trends are your friends or are they we're going to look at a couple of trends in the NBA and National Hockey League see if we think they continue and as promised Johnny Avello Ariel Epstein John Fanta you won't want to miss it It got a great show ahead over the next 45 minutes
2: Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.
4: Hey, guys. This is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin, from the Fade This podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball. We do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to
0: podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. We're listening to My Guys of the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni and Tony on V the Sports Betting Network.
3: Wendy's Breakfast is the official breakfast of March Madness every day. Choose from Wendy's stacked starting lineup like the breakfast baconator, croissant combos, or hot or cold coffee. And like any great team, Wendy's is bringing the breakfast legends. Oven baked, sizzling bacon, fresh cracked eggs, perfectly seasoned breakfast potatoes, and simply OJ to bring it home. Make a fast break to your nearest Wendy's drive-thru and pick up a Wendy's Breakfast, the official breakfast of March Madness. Choose wisely, choose Wendy's, and now I'm hungry. While we are looking forward to betting March Madness in the next couple of days, there are some games on tonight that we can get action on and there are some trends we've been looking at. And so are they your friends? Or are they not? Let's start in the NHL. The Carolina Hurricanes, no goal in the first 10 minutes prop, has hit 16 of the last 18 games. It's plus 110 on DraftKings. They're playing the Tampa Bay Lightning tonight, and I'm a little bit on the fence about this trend. Canes are top five defensively, have one of the best goaltenders in the NHL and Freddie Anderson. So that speaks for itself. And offensively, they have really struggled lately. Just seven goals scored by Carolina the last four games. So it all plays into the thought process of this bet. But the Lightning have had a goal scored in the first 10 minutes of seven of their last 10. I do lean the trend, being your friend. Try out the plus money. You just need Vasilevsky to be back to being bazzy. The Sharks are 5-1 their last six meetings in Calgary. They also won both matchups against the Flames this year. This trend, no thank you, is not your trend. It's weird. It was an unexpected stat, though, albeit. Both of those losses to San Jose this season were in November and December. This is a very different Flames team since the calendar flipped to the new year. I'm not laying minus 310, though. Even the regulation line was minus 200. So I'm going puck line, minus 120. I will be parlaying that with another game. Game we'll talk about later in the show. In the NBA, the Bulls 0-15 straight up against top three teams in each conference. They've got the Bucks tonight. This trend is your friend. The Bulls are coming into this game tired after a hard-fought loss to Toronto last night. They've dropped eight of their last 11 games straight up, going just 2-9 ATS in that time. Even with the Bucks missing Chris Middleton, Giannis should be back, no doubt in my mind. Milwaukee wins this game, but by how many? The lines ticked up from seven to eight, as you see on your screen. Not super comfortable about that number. The Hawks, meanwhile, 0-7 against the number of their last seven games as a favorite, taking on the Knicks tonight as three-point favorites. This trend is your friend. The Hawks are also just 1-8 their last nine ATS, regardless of the number. They lost outright to the Knicks all three previous meetings this season as well, even with New York being so bad they've covered seven of their last nine. Injuries on both sides, I think, could cancel each other out, so I would take the plus three or pass, but this was a no bet for me personally. Let's see if our guest can help us out. Ariel Epstein, host and analyst over at yahoo sportsbook also a betting analyst for nba tv ariel how's your weekend in vegas girl how you holding up
7: Not well, stormy. My voice is gone. It's pretty much just hanging on the edge. So is my energy. I finally got 10 and a half hours of sleep last night. I'm still exhausted yet. Here I am looking at you in Vegas. Well, we
3: appreciate you pushing through for the cause today. Um, Let's talk about that game that I just mentioned though. The Hawks and Knicks. I said I would take the points with the home team if anything, but no Julius Randle tonight. It just feels like it's going to be an ugly game. Did you play anything or was this a pass for you?
7: No, it was actually my only pass of the night solely because all eyes are on this game. Everybody's looking at what the Atlanta Hawks all-star Trey Young's going to do in his first game back. I was giving him some crap before because I said, well, you got a guy that was supposed to be back at the Garden a few months ago and ends up getting COVID and was too scared to go there. Mm -hmm. Now there's no Julius Randle? Come on. I mean, this is easy for him. No, I'm just kidding. I I do... (laughs) I do have a little bit of worries for Atlanta just because their defense has been so bad. I'm really going to target Atlanta more so tomorrow than I am tonight just because it's such a public game.
3: Well, it is just a shorter slate. So if that's the only game you didn't have action on, let's get into some you did. Bucks Bulls tonight. Milwaukee up from a seven to eight point home favorite looking to rebound from the loss at Minnesota, where, as I mentioned, Giannis Antetokounmpo did not play. He is expected to be back tonight. How are you approaching this game?
7: I'm approaching it with taking over looking over at the bucks. Um, I do like Milwaukee because they have a rest advantage. They've won by about 14 points per game when they have a rest advantage, winning 34 of 44 of those games. The Bulls lose by an average of just over 13 points per game and only covered 3 of 29 when they have a disadvantage in regards to rest. And then you look at the Bulls first half, two and nine against the spread in the last 11. go take the bucks in the first half. What's that number four? Something around there. I don't know if it moved on your guys' end, but we use MGM. I will take a gander because I am definitely on board with a good first half, especially if I
3: can play it with anything else. Do you have any props in this game? I love you're always our prop queen. You give us all the goods.
7: I do. I've been going back and forth between the assists for Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan. I ended up looking at Zach Levine's instead. This is solely because if you look to the last ten games, Levine has gone over four and a half assists in eight out of his last ten. Then I looked at the games where defenses who are bottom ten against assists and what Levine's done against those teams. Sixteen out of the twenty-one games he's played, he's gone over four and a half assists. Now DeRozan's gone eighteen of twenty-four in games against teams bottom ten in assists loud it's just looking at recency like a little bit of recency bias it's Zach Levine who's been dishing out the ball more than DeMar DeRozan so over four and a half assists on Levine
3: from a prop perspective do you like when you have a shorter slate like this when there's just four games do you like it more that there's a lesser selection that you can dive into numbers for certain guys or do you like when there's a big slate and you can kind of pick and choose what's your like approach or feel to prop betting based on the slate
7: well, Stormy, from a handicapping perspective, it's definitely saving time in my day if there's only four <laughs> games. The truth is, I like bigger slates. If I get a bigger slate, I'm more likely to find an edge that the sports book is missing. That's why, with a small slate, you already isolate some games because like we just mentioned, Atlanta, New York, I don't wanna touch that game. It's gonna be the game everybody's looking at. There's a ton of public money floating in. If you have a large slate of games, people don't like to bet the Pistons versus the Thunder. It's just not a game that people would wanna go bet on or any of those kinds of bad teams. I like to look at those bad games because that's where you can find the edge. People aren't looking at it, especially not the public money.
3: All right. Well, let's look to another game here on the night slate. Nuggets Clippers, kind of a get right game in the short term for both teams. L.A. on a three game skid. Nuggets dropping back to back games against the Cavs and Celtics. I know a couple of folks on our network, at least today, liked the Nuggets to win, but the Clippers to cover. How do you feel?
7: I'm actually looking at a prop, but I do also uh, looking at this game for the first half. I'm looking at a first or excuse me. I'm looking at uh, an over here. First half over for uh, the for the game because the Clippers and Nuggets average about 113 and a half points in the first half points per game in the last 10. So the Nuggets are the second best first half over team Clippers three days rest. So give me that over in the first half. Awesome. Um, the last
3: game on the slate that we haven't touched yet, the Orlando Magic hosting the Golden State Warriors. Actually went backwards. This is the earliest tip-off of the night tonight. four ten Pacific, time tip-off, seven ten Eastern. No Steph Curry, as we know, dealing with the ankle issues. But I was still a touch surprised that the spread was as short as it was. What's your feel for this game?
7: Yeah, I mean, this one is an interesting one. Um, I was looking at Golden State, who's allowing just over 29 points in the first quarter. Uh, the first quarter on the road and in the last three games just under 30 points allowing that much the Magic are scoring 26 and a half points in their last four in the first quarter it, with them missing Suggs it makes me a little bit nervous but he was out three of those four games too this is a really weird play so I'm going Magic first quarter over against the Golden State Warriors they're getting off to slow starts I did miss a prop in that last game that we talked about those okay. Stormy Clippers and Nuggets uh, I didn't want to miss out on this because my friend Hakeem Prophet who is one of the better handicappers in the NBA that I know. He described this as a kinky play, which is so <laughs> okay. funny because it is a little bit weird. However, I do like for DeMarcus Cousins to have over five and a half rebounds against the Clippers. Now, the Nuggets, although they have Nikola Jokic, who everyone's going to look at for rebounds at 12 and a half, I stay away from that. The Clippers have been pretty bad in rebounds allowed this year. And then I looked back to the last 10 games for the Clippers. They have been allowing for 14 players in the last 10 games to come off the bench for six or more rebounds. Cousins comes off the bench and he's gone over this in six of the seven games as a member of the Nuggets went up against the defense bottom 10 in rebounds allowed. It's my best bet of the night at the over five and a half rebounds on DeMarcus Cousins. It's probably anywhere between plus 110 and plus 120. Awesome. A team not in action tonight, but was yesterday. The Lakers. Do, are you buying
3: LeBron's having the time of his life I I have to know because there's no way that can be true right
7: no Uh, (laughs) how are you having the time of your life are we doing atrocious and um if you want to look at time of your life go look at my videos from the last five days in Las Vegas
3: (laughs) there you go that is very true I hope that your voice does get a little bit of rest one last thing though before we let you go how was your tournament action though when you were out here I know you were betting a lot of the uh, a lot of the NCAA tournament games and did you place a future on who you want to win at all
7: (laughs) To me, it was terrible. It was a oh, horrible no. weekend. I, yeah, I don't really, I don't cap college basketball. I was just relying on other people. And that's why I didn't give out any plays on social media this week. Between things that were... Um, I mean, I guess I could just say you guys are in Vegas between alcohol, between friends, between distractions, <laughs> between not having a laptop on me. I knew it was going to be a bad weekend and that's why I don't give out plays unless I'm confident in them. I did not place the futures bet in Vegas because I just could place them here in New York anyway. So, no, I did not leave any money in Vegas because see you later. V- valid
3: points. Valid points. Uh, thank you again, as always, for coming on with us. Rest your voice. Get some recovery. Feel better and uh- Uh, I'm glad that you did have a good time, regardless of the bets. (laughs) Thanks, girl.
7: Thanks, Stormy. Good luck tonight. (laughs)
3: That's Ariel Epstein. Check her out on Twitter, at Ariel Epstein. Very easy to find her like that, but she does put out all of her plays on social. Great stuff with Yahoo Sportsbook and NBA TV. When we come back. Talking hot take Tuesday, everybody's favorite day of the week. And director of sportsbook operations for DraftKings, Johnny Avello, is going to take us behind the corner. All that and more as we roll along here on My Guys in the Desert. This is VCED, the Sports Betting Network.
0: You're listening to My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Tony on VCED, the Sports Betting Network
3: back to the show. This segment of My Guys in the Desert brought to you by Zinn Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. Zinn Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, they're spit-free, and available in 10 varieties. They also come in two strengths, so you can find the satisfaction level that works best for you. Zinn, it's America's number one nicotine pouch, available in over 100,000 locations nationwide. Visit Zinn.com find to locate a store near you. That's Z-Y-N.com F-I-N-D. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. It is hot Take Tuesday as we welcome you back here to the program and we got a couple of hot takes. Well, I mean, are they hot or Are they not? We shall see. I will determine the level of heat coming off these takes presented by my girl, Stephanie. Starting with the Colts will win the AFC South plus 120. This is not hot. See, this is what I'm saying. Some of these are not hot. It's a two horse race, obviously in the division between them and the Titans. If you told me the Texans or Jags were going to win the division, then we'd have some heat. Um, I can certainly see this happening. they are Co-favorites Matt Ryan is going to be protected by one of the top offensive lines in the league now he's got weapons at his disposal star power and Jonathan Taylor and it's all enough defense. Yeah, absolutely not worth a futures play. Absolutely not hot. It's completely reasonable for them to win the division. The Celtics will win the East at plus 600. Alright, this is this is we're getting much hotter. I actually really like that bet, though. It's lost a lot of value over the last couple months with the success that they've had, but 20-3 and three, their last 23 games. There's not been a team hotter than the Celtics since the calendar flipped to 2022. Their defensive rating is the best in the league by a mile in that time. Jason Tatum's been great, averaging 33.3 points per game since the All-star break, and listen, no doubt, this is a stacked conference. You've got the East leading Heat currently, defending champion Bucks, the New Look Sixers, the New Look Nets, who are the odds-on favorite, of course. But I don't think that this is just lightning in a bottle for the Celtics. I think they are a legit contender to represent the East in the NBA title matchup. So that's where I'm going. I like it. Plus 6-1. I'll take it. Last one. St. Peter's will beat Purdue straight up. Plus 675. This one's too hot. Everybody loves a good Cinderella story. There is just too much heat coming off this one. I think that their road ends In the Sweet 16, they have been playing great. They've been playing hard. They've been beating bigs, covering at a high rate all season. So maybe take the plus 12 and a half if you think they continue to play out of their minds. But to me, like I said, the improbable run for the Peacocks will end. I'm not betting this game either way because I'll be rooting for St. Pete's. I just think that Purdue is the one that ultimately advances. Let's bring in our guy, Johnny Avello, director of sportsbook operations for DraftKings. Uh, Johnny, you tell me. Welcome in. But are people putting any money on St. Peter's uh, this week or or? the Peacocks to get to the Elite Eight, where's the money for St. Pete's?
8: Well, in the first game, Stormy, they, we had some money on them uh, to cover the 18 points against Kentucky. In the second game against Murray State, they played them to win that game. We lost pretty good on that game. Um, wow. We had a seven-figure loss in that one. So uh, they did play in there. Now, to win the whole thing, Stormy, that's stretching, you know? I mean, we're talking about a miracle. Uh, and <laughs> And so, you know, at five hundred to one or so, I don't think it's some. I mean, there's dribs and drabs coming in, but nothing serious.
3: What's your feel for them this week? Does their Cinderella story end here?
8: I think it's going to be a heavily watched game. Uh, you know, it's people are going to be rooting for St. Peter's. They're the, you know, the darling right now. Can they get by Purdue? I don't know. The first game against Kentucky, they shot over fifty percent from both the field and the three-point line. They didn't commit a lot of turnover. Second game, they didn't shoot well against Murray State. Still won because they out-rebounded them. In this game, they're going to have to out-shoot and out-rebound.
3: Yeah, it's going to be a tough game, no doubt. And I'll be rooting for them. That's why I said it's a no-bet for me because I don't want my heart and my head to conflict. And this NCAA tournament already, Johnny, you know, has just been so wild and in talking to a couple of the different uh, bookmakers here in town they just talked about absolute record highs all over for people coming to the counter for people getting involved with DraftKings being in as many states as it is what has this been like from your perspective?
8: It's huge uh, Stormy I said it would be the biggest betting event of all time and it is um, it's the, the handle each and every day is huge and uh, we've actually done pretty good all for all f- four days mm-hmm. which is also a positive um, and it's you know I, I what will happen this next round is that there's less games but the money will even get bigger um, you know we're taking some really big bets now and so million dollar bets are not going to be uh, anything out of the question here
3: can you take us through some of the big bets or what games Thursday or Friday have been hit the hardest so far
8: well so far we you know we've taken some pretty good sized bets, six figures but nothing huge yet. Our clientele doesn't bet until we, we actually get to uh you know closer mm-hmm. to game time. We've taken some money on Arizona. We opened that up too. We've taken some money on Villanova against Michigan. That's probably the biggest move so far from four to five. Uh Gonzaga, they're thinking maybe they can bust out here since they've struggled in the first two games. And then on Friday, uh, you know, not a whole lot of movement, a little bit of play on Providence early, but I'm sure it'll be some Kansas money. And then the Miami game, we opened up one. We were as high as two and a half. Now we've settled at two.
3: Speaking of Cinderellas, that Iowa State-Miami game's like the Battle of the Cinderellas. Is there any team that you, Johnny, from a bookmaker's perspective, are actively rooting against? There's just too much liability for you guys on this
7: team.
8: Well, you know, I don't root against any of them. I can tell you who we don't need. Okay. I mean, rooting Rooting against them doesn't do any good. It's just so let the games play out. Gonzaga has been bet all year long. We opened them up around eight or so, and they monies came in at the very beginning when we put them up after last year's tournament ended, and it's just come in on them all year long. We're now, you know, they're a very prohibitive chalk at two to one.
3: And we can tell it's gone up even just this week against Arkansas with that number going up to 9-5. to five. Um, but, You know, we talk about all these young college basketball stars, people getting more and more known right now. I saw on DraftKings you also added the odds now for the NBA draft. Who's going to go number one? We see Auburn's Jabari Smith, the odds on favorite over Chet Holmgren and Paolo Bonquero. But h- how long does it take for you guys to start seeing action in this market? Or if you already have, who's getting
8: some love? We're getting some love. You know, Jabari Smith and Holmgren. Uh, You know, maybe Jabari Smith's stock went down a little after the loss uh, to Miami. I've watched Holgrim play live. You know, he's a big guy, you know, high percentage shooter. Uh, I think think he's got a lot to learn. Would have loved to see a guy like this stick around in college for Mm -hmm. another year. And then don't count out uh, that freshman Banchero. Uh, You know, with Duke, he's still playing and his stock could still go higher.
3: Yeah, he's been he's been solid this year as they come up on that list high for a reason. Uh you've also added a lot more to the NFL draft over the past couple weeks or so. You got the number 2 pick, the 3 pick, first quarterback off the board, position totals, even Mr. Irrelevant for the last position taken in the draft. Which market's been the most popular aside from they number 1?
8: Aside from number 1. <laughs> yeah, they like the, the, you mentioned it, the position totals. You know, first round corners to go. Uh, first round QBs to go. I think corners we have four and a half. The QBs, three and a half, under two bucks. Things like that are really popular because you could take the whole segment and kind of handicap that and then figure out how many you think you're going to go.
3: This quarterback class we know isn't nearly as cut and dry. Um, with regards to the level of talent, with regards to who's going to go high, Malik Willis is the favorite right now as the first quarterback to go, the Liberty quarterback. Um, who, who is getting the most money right now for that first quarterback off the board?
8: Those two. No one else is interested in anybody else. No one's interested all in all Kenny saying-
3: Pickett and Malik <laughs> Willis. It's all going to them.
8: Yeah, nobody's interested in Corral, nobody's, in, nobody's interested in anybody except those two. And let's be honest, that's where it's going to be.
3: Well, and it seems like for the top overall pick, there must have been a lot of love going to Aiden Hutchison because he's a minus 400 odds on favorite right now. We've seen those odds shift a good bit for who is going to be the leader. Why is the Michigan man getting so much hype to go number one overall all of a sudden?
8: Huge move there, Stormy. You know, minus four bucks. I mean, that's a... That is what you call a favorite. You know, Coach Doug Peterson said that um, he wants a player that can make an impact. So I don't think that's an offensive lineman. You know, so Jacksonville needs a pass rusher. You know, there's others out there. But according to the, the mock drafts, this guy might be the best out there. So mm-hmm. he's getting played, and we're moving the money as he gets played.
3: What happened- into KT. Kayvon Thibodeau was such an early favorite for such a long time and it fell off during the college football postseason and it seems like he just continued to fall off
8: radars. Thibodeau we 18 to one. So much, oh, yeah. so much for falling off the table, huh? Stormy?
3: crazy, crazy. Um, one last thing, just before we let you go, there's obviously been a ton of quarterback news over the past week, whether it's the Sean Watson, um, Matt Ryan, Jameis Winston, Baker Mayfield, like what's going on here. How do you guys handle that all from behind the counter from behind the book? It must be so much going on in your guys's braids between the NCAA tournament and all these moves.
8: Well, the first thing you're instructed to do when you're, uh, you know, a trader, or supervisor, whatever your position is, and you have control over the lines, is to take it down. Take it down, evaluate it, adjust, and then try to get it back up quickly. You know, like in the case of the Colts, they were only 35. We lowered them to 25, still kept a little bit of value, now they're down to 20. The Browns, they were 40. We took them down. We lowered them to 20, now they're 17. Uh, The Saints... (laughs) We actually raised the Saints. No, just kidding, Air Stormy. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> the Saints are still sitting at 50 to 1. So first first, first uh, line in bookmaking, take down, adjust.
3: Jameis Winston didn't exactly move the needle. Thank you, Johnny. You're awesome. Bye, Storm. That's Johnny Avello. It's Johnny Tuesday. Uh, When we come back, my NHL plays of the night. I got a lot of them, got to be honest. And John Fanta joins us talking all things Sweet 16. Stay with us here on v the Sports Betting Network.
5: Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.
1: I'm Katya Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening
5: Check out Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get
6: your podcasts.
8: You're listening to My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Tony on v the sports betting network.
3: If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of CityCast designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. We've got CityCast in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, LA, New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and Washington, D.C. You can subscribe to your local CityCast wherever you get your podcast. We're wrapping things up here on My Guys in the Desert, as promised, my NHL power plays for the evening. There's a lot of games, and I have a lot of action. So let's get to it. Starting with a puck line parlay with the Penguins. Well, that's a lot of alliteration there and the flames flames in San Jose I told you about earlier I simply think San Jose is going to be outclassed in that game and then as for Pittsburgh taking on Columbus the Blue Jackets starting Eunice Corposalo in net tonight who's allowed 11 goals his last three appearances despite only facing 49 shots I'm betting against that all day also the debut of Ricard Raquel for the Pens, so bolstering an already talented offensive lineup uh gonna bet the Flames separate as well Rangers even money in regulation against the Devils love New York here Igor Shostakhin in net they're seven and three their last ten even covering the Puck line in five of those wins. I like regulation more than laying the puck, at the goal and a half. They beat New Jersey 3-1 a couple weeks ago. They're consistently winning. The Devils lost three straight and four their last five. I'm fading the VGK again tonight. Both them and the Jets are gonna be tired. Jets third game in five nights. VGK on the second half of a back-to-back after getting shut out to Minnesota last night. But Vegas is just so beat up and they are brutal on the road recently. They've lost six straight games away from T-Mobile Arena. Eight of their last 10 on the road. Jets also beat them 7-3 last Tuesday. I think they do it again. The Kraken and Yotes over six for even money. I'm brutal with NHL totals lately. So, take that with a grain of salt. But their last two meetings were 5 4, 5 2 Arizona wins. Coyotes have struggled to score their last two games after a six game stretch where they were averaging 5.8 goals per game. I think they find the scoring touch again tonight. And the Kraken are almost always good for at least two goals. And then the last one, I like the Flyers third period over against the Red Wings. I'm probably, I'm kind of just blindly betting this one following a trend. It's hit in 22 of 26 of the last Flyers game. So, let's roll with it. And let's get back to the madness. Very excited to welcome in our guy, John Fant. Call tubes play-by-play man with Fox Sports, also a host and reporter covering the Big East. Does great work with the Field of 68 crew at John underscore Fanta on Twitter. And you have been a very, very busy man covering this NCAA tournament, John. How you holding up?
6: Well, I'm great, Stormy. It is madness for a reason. Was in Buffalo and Pittsburgh this past weekend and saw a lot of great action. We ended up seeing that that day in Buffalo that we thought could get dramatic with South Dakota state and new Mexico state. We did see Teddy Allen and new Mexico state knock off Yukon And we saw Richmond knock out Iowa. And that opened up the, the playing field for Providence to, to do what they've done and make their first sweet 16 in 25 years, men in Pittsburgh. How about Houston, the Cougars beating Illinois. And I think that Houston has great value to get to a final four heading into this week. I love the way Calvin Sampson has his team playing as they make another Sweet Six team. What a program that has flown under the radar, but here they are in the second weekend of the NCAA tournament despite
3: battling injuries. Well, talk to me a little bit more about that Houston team because I do have a future out there on Arizona to win this year's NCAA tournament. Do Mm. I need to hedge against the Cougars?
6: Well, you might want to consider it because of the fact that Houston is just so strong defensively. And I think they'll have the matchup from a ball pressure standpoint to force turnovers off of Arizona. Now, Arizona leads college basketball this season in in assists per game. They share the ball at a very high rate. That being said, Stormy, they do turn the ball over. And Houston is a team that will capitalize off those turnovers. They certainly did over the weekend against Illinois. Another disappointment for the fighting Illini in the NCAA tournament. So for me, I look at Houston, I look at Kyler Edwards, I look at Tajay Moore. I think that Moore against Ben Matherin is a matchup of two elite, elite wing players who can do a bunch of different things out there. Explosiveness on display. And I I like the way Houston matches up defensively. I really like the way Houston matches up defensively with Arizona.
3: Yeah, I'm with you there, and my worry for sure with the Wildcats is also the health of Kirk Reza. He did not look himself 1-10 from the floor the other night, and it it really stressed me out as a backer. So we'll see what Houston can do. They are plus money on the money line as a a one-and-a-half-point dog going into this game. What's the game you are looking forward to most coming up Thursday and Friday?
6: Well, I think when you look at, at the slate as a whole, will Mike Krzyzewski's run continue? will Duke be able to get past Texas tech? Look, Texas tech is a grinded out defensively oriented group that really makes you work for everything you're going to get. And Kevin McCullough and Kevin O'Banner against Notre Dame just refused to lose that game. So now they get Duke and Duke with Jeremy Roach, their scoring capabilities that were shown against Michigan state. If that Duke team shows up and is achieving balance, I'm talking about Roach, I'm talking about what Trevor Keels has been able to supply. If they get enough from the perimeter, Duke protects the rim. They they protect the rim at a high level and they can stop Texas Tech. I think it's a fascinating matchup. Mark Adams is a, a coach of the year finalist in the Naismith group of four and he's done a great job with his Texas Tech team. They struggle at times offensively. So will Duke's offense show up in this game. I'm really intrigued by that game, and I'm very intrigued by North Carolina UCLA. Two big brands. North Carolina's playing their best basketball at the right time of year. You've got Caleb Love and RJ Davis to run the show in that backcourt. Armando Bacot is holding things down low. And UCLA, a Final Four last year, they looked like they could get to the Final Four here this year. Jame Hawkes and Johnny Juzang look more than comfortable and Jules Bernard is an X factor to not just UCLA, but the East Regional in Philadelphia. If Bernard's hitting three, the Bruins are going to New Orleans.
3: I really, really like UCLA, and you just got to hope that Johnny Juzang's health ends up being all right. I know that Mick Cronin said, if he can walk, he can play. So great to keep an eye on that there. And with regards to North Carolina, I got to tell you, that first half that they played against Baylor was maybe the best defense I've seen from that team all season long. It was so impressive. It was just a shame to see it fall apart the way that it did and have such a close call. That's what kind of worries me about UNC is how they can flip a switch in a negative direction.
6: Great point. And that's why I like UCLA. I like UCLA's composure. I like the fact that they defend. I thought Baylor allowed their offensive deficiencies to dictate how they defended North Carolina, which was not well. Baylor only had two assists in that first half against Carolina. now, Carolina defended as well as they have all year in that game, like you just said, but it will be tougher to defend against UCLA because they play an old school style of basketball. They move the ball really well. They're going to grind you down. And Tiger Campbell Mm -hmm. is playing at such a high level at point guard. He'll have to be the better guard on the floor. I think he can be UCLA will be better defensively than Baylor was over the weekend. I thought Baylor allowed Carolina to get wide open perimeter shots. You can't give. RJ Davis and Caleb love open looks beyond the arc. So I I look at UCLA. I'm with you and stormy. The one thing about UCLA that I really love is they're so interchangeable. They can switch defensively. They can make things happen on that end of the floor because Hawkins and juicing are so similar in length. They're able to, to be hard to beat. They almost have this quality of a chameleon in the way that they change the way they play in the course of the game.
3: Okay, take me through the Big East. Villanova and Michigan, Providence and Kansas going head-to-head. Do any of those teams make it out?
6: I think so. Uh, I like Villanova. I like Villanova a lot. I think that Villanova is forming a nice balance offensively. They're moving the basket really well. Eric Dixon has come on for this team. Jermaine Samuel, nine in the win over Ohio State. It's more than just the Alex show. And that's why I like the Wildcats. They do not turn over the ball as I talked with you about last week. You have to beat them. They don't beat themselves. And they're going to be able to form mismatches on Hunter Dickinson and Musa D to make those guys defend in uncomfortable positions. I like the Wildcats out of the South. In terms of Providence, here's how Providence can look at it. Kansas and Providence are the best two teams left in the Midwest region. The fact is, they play each other on Friday. Who does rest benefit more? Because they're both going to come in rested. I think both whoever wins that game will beat Miami or Iowa State. Whoever ends up winning that game, can the Friars beat Kansas? Of course they could. I mean, it, this is a team that's twenty-seven and five on the season, and Noah Horkler's on a roll right now. He might be the X factor to the whole equation after what he did last weekend for Providence, combining for 29 points and 23 rebounds. If he stretches the floor and Justin Minaya defends, Ochai Agbaje, Providence will have a shot. I'll still say Kansas wins, but I think that one of the two, if not both have a very legitimate shot, neither one of them's in Gonzaga's region. And I like the fact that they're just, they're in a position Villanova facing an 11 in Michigan Jay Wright all-time against 11 seeds or worse in the NCAA tournament is 11-0. and 0. He's never lost. I like them in that semifinal, and I think that they end up getting Arizona or Houston. So I do like Nova.
3: John, we are up against it, but I feel like I could talk for, to you forever. I have so many more questions. We'll have to have you on once again. Thanks for joining us the second week in a row.
6: Stormy, thank you for having me. Best time of year.
3: Best time of year, no doubt. That is John Fanta. Make sure you follow him on Twitter, at John underscore Fanta. I didn't even get to ask him about St. Pete's. He has been boots on the ground talking to that team. I wonder if he thinks that they will advance moving forward to the Elite Eight. It's a tough, tough task, as is it here on v the Sports Betting Network. Danny Burke and Rush Hour coming up next. Miss you guys already.